Welcome. I'm Patrick Brady. I'm Orion Breen, and this is Maine Better. Better, where we discuss community and connection for the Maine Better Transportation Association. And with us today is Senator Susan Collin, who's running for re-election this year. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to join you. Where are you calling in from today, Senator? I'm calling in from Washington, D.C., and uh, we'll be in session later today. And as you know, I've never missed a vote, so I almost always come back on Sunday night to make sure that I'm here for the Monday vote. Any transportation uh, troubles, uh, chances. <laughs> You're like the Cal Ripken Jr. for uh, Senate votes. That's true. That's true. He's even said that. <laughs> Can you think of a little fun fact that the uh, people of Maine may not know about you? Perhaps the fact that I love to bake. And <laughs> I find it a stress reliever and also something I really enjoy. Um, I grew up in a home where my mother was a fabulous cook, just fabulous. And my specialty now is muffins because they don't take that much time to make. <laughs> and uh, the ones that I make are so much healthier than uh, the ones that you can buy in the grocery store. And uh, I love, of course, making all sorts of blueberry muffins with wild Maine blueberries. Uh, my mother's recipe is still the best, but I have several variations on it and I love making an oatmeal cranberry muffin, all sorts of muffins. So probably that's something that most people don't know about me. What's your tip for making a muffin a little healthier? Uh, my tip is to not put so much sugar and so much fat in it. And if you can make one with buttermilk, buttermilk's healthy for you and it gives a great taste, particularly when it's combined with oatmeal. I've been noticing with the pandemic, you know, everybody's testing out their sourdough bread recipes. Exactly. It was funny. I was in a grocery store in Maine and I, I couldn't find any yeast. I was going to make some waffles that you mix up the night before with yeast. And I said to one of the store clerks, I said, you always have tons of yeast. And they told me that there'd been a real run on yeast because people were baking uh, not only sourdough, but all sorts of kinds of where you have to have a starter, uh, but all sorts of kinds of breads. What are some of the biggest transportation challenges for the state of Maine? Well, we're a large rural state and keeping our roads and bridges in good repair is a major challenge. We also want to make sure that our seaports and our airports are also uh, in good shape. And that's really important to the economy of Maine. It's not just bringing tourists into the state, which is certainly important. It's the ability of our businesses to get raw materials into the state and to deliver their finished goods. It's important for people who have to travel long distances to work. And one of the biggest challenges we have is that our bridges are so old in the state of Maine. I recently secured funding uh, that's going to replace a bridge that's 100 years old 
There's another bridge that I got funding for in Madawaska to be completely replaced that is absolutely essential to the efficiency of the largest employer in the area. That's the um, paper mill that is in Madawaska that spans uh, the border. The pulp is made in in Edmondston, and then it's made into paper on the Madawaska side of the border. So what we found also in rural Maine is there are a lot of smaller bridges that are obsolete. They're past their functional life. Uh, they're 50, 60, 75 years old. And like the Madawaska Bridge, they're being posted. So only cars or trucks that weigh under a certain amount can go over them and that can cause huge detours. And that's what's happened to the Twin Rivers paper mill in Madawaska. Is there anything that the federal government can do to, to help alleviate some of these challenges? There is indeed, and I chair the Transportation Appropriations Subcommittee in the Senate. I love having this role because it's allowed me, since I joined the Appropriations Committee in 2009, to bring some $725 million into our state in transportation grants. I've been able to do that by establishing a great relationship with our state department of transportation and our federal department of transportation. So I've been able to help make sure that the grants that the state submits are tailored appropriately. And I've also been an effective advocate for getting uh, funding to the point where Maine has uh, the highest per capita return on some of those programs of any state in the nation. Um, another thing that I'm able to do as head of that subcommittee is I was able to put in language that gave priority to states that had older rural bridges and that fits the state of Maine. And that's one reason that this grant program has been such a success for our state. What do you think is the worst road in the state? <laughs> you know, I have traveled all over the state and there's some pretty <laughs> challenging roads. And I know Maine, doesn't Maine DOT or maybe it's your organization as a contest on that uh, each year. Uh, so I'm sure we could all name several, but I must say there was one in Otisfield uh, that I went over uh, last year that was in pretty tough condition. <laughs> There's no shortage of them, that's for sure. How has the access or maybe the lack thereof to transportation impacted your life? Well, I grew up in Caribou, as you know, and so I was used to traveling around Aroostook County and um, traveling uh, to Bangor after the potato harvest uh, <laughs> with my family. I remember going through the Haynesville woods before I-95 was all the way to Holton. Um, so I've seen the difference that good roads can make to our state. And I think that I'm especially attuned to that having grown up in Northern Maine, where it's more rural, where people have to travel longer distances uh, than people who are living in the Southern part of the state. You're famous for some, as someone who does their homework. 
Uh, do you have any homework tips for all the students out there? Well, what I would say is, first of all, to concentrate on reading. Reading opens a whole new world to you. It allows you to visit places that you'll never physically get to and to be inspired by people who have built this nation and our state. This is particularly important during our bicentennial year. I would say that this is a great time to explore Maine history. There are a lot of famous Mainers that can inspire us. Um, so reading, I think, is, is really a critical skill, but also it's a way to broaden our horizons. I would also give the advice uh, to students out there to, to never give up, to pursue your dream and to realize that you can be whatever you want to be. When I was growing up in Caribou, I wanted to be all sorts of things. There were times when I wanted to be a ballerina, a school librarian. Um, it, I remember wanting to be a dentist and believe it or not, at, a, at about age 10, uh, I talked to my dentist about that and he told me that girls couldn't grow up to be dentists, which was really <laughs> awful. And unfortunately, nowadays, uh, girls know that you can be whatever you want to be, and so can boys. And I think that's still an important message to say. One reason I've visited more than 200 schools in the state of Maine is I want those little girls and little boys who are growing up in small communities in rural Maine to know that they can grow up to be a United States Senator or President or whatever they want to be, a doctor, a lawyer, a, a school teacher, a scientist, a whatever, a constructor of good roads and bridges, whatever it is, someone who creates jobs forever for others. Um, so that's the message that I want to give. Uh, I know this is a hard time to be going to school because it's so disruptive, uh, but we've got to make the best of it. And fortunately, we have really dedicated teachers in Maine who are determined to ensure that their students are not left behind. Who inspires you in Maine history or right now? Well, I'm fortunate to have had many mentors and sources of inspiration, but I would have to put my parents at the very top. Both of them were, were very involved in public service. Each of them served as mayor of my hometown of Caribou. My father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather all served in the Maine legislature. My mother was the first woman to chair the University of Maine System Board of Trustees. Uh, she was also head of Catholic Charities of Maine's board. I always said that she always became the chairman of any board that she was either <laughs> elected or appointed to including being chair of the school board in Caribou when I graduated. So I opened my diploma and she had signed it along with the superintendent of schools. So that was a special moment. So certainly uh, they were my top two role models. 
There have been others throughout history. Margaret J. Smith was someone that I met when I was a senior in high school. And I remember by her example, she taught me that women could do anything. She was the only woman in the Senate at the time. Bill Cohen, for whom I worked for nearly 12 years when he was a member of the House and a member of the Senate, was also an inspiring role model for me. And uh, going back further in history, Joshua Chamberlain, who could forget him leading uh, our troops in Gettysburg. We're fortunate in, in Maine history that we have had a lot of gr great role models. Seems like throughout history, Maine has always punched above its weight for its small size. I would totally agree with that. And uh, Maine senators have always played major roles in the significant debates of the day. And I think it's because we have brought an independent mindset and a determination to do what we think is right for Maine and for the nation. What's the best road trip you've ever taken? Well, my best road trip would be those on my campaign bus. When I go from one end of the state to the other and from Eastern Maine to Western Maine. What's your favorite guilty pleasure food when you're on your campaign bus? Uh, it's probably ice cream. We tend to stop at local ice cream yeah. places. I got to put out a shout out for Mount Desert Island ice cream. Their strawberry is one of the best Ooh. strawberry ice creams I've ever had. Great to know. Well, we'll be getting down there as well. And I'm glad to have that recommendation. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Senator. We really appreciate it. Thank you both. It was great fun to talk with you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. -bye.